Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and I'm talking to Jason Verlin, Senior Vice President of Product Management at CCC Information Systems, one of the presenters for the 8th Annual MSO Symposium here in Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Jason, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Tony. Jason, your presentation is on how technology is redefining the consumer experience. Tell us about how technology is affecting the collision industry. Yeah, it's affecting it in a really extraordinary way. You know, I think most of it started in the insurance sector where there was a, you know, a combination of things that they were dealing with that were increasing costs and also they were dealing with a consumer base that was very used to a different experience driven by their mobile phones in any number of other areas and interests that they had. And what I think what you see happening is starting with insurance, a consumer experience really routed from its genesis of a mobile phone, artificial intelligence, and also telematics is dramatically changing how the consumer interacts with their car manufacturer, their insurance company, and their repair shop. And that transformative experience both leads to higher satisfaction, more self-directed consumer experience, and also dramatic new efficiencies for people providing the services, particularly repair and insurance. Well, tell us a little bit about specifically the efficiencies that you're mentioning. I mean, I get the, uh, the contact with consumers, but are the car manufacturers, for example, working with CCC to enhance some of these or to take advantage of some of these enhancements? They are. So, you know, for example, I'll give you just a quick uh, point. So, you know, right now through a telematics program, a lot of cars are now telematically enabled. And through CCC, let's say you want to ask an insurance company to uh, underwrite you. If you're driving a connected car through CCC system uh, and your permission, the insurance company can get your driving data from the OEM directly run it through an event process, understand how you drive, sharp right turns, sharp left turns, hard stops, etc., score you, and then give you a quote right there on the phone at that time in real time based on your actual driving, not old demographic information and stuff like that, but actually the real information that they need to know to understand your risk. So that's a fundamental change, and that's a similar kind of change that you're starting to see all throughout this ecosystem. And specifically as it relates to the claims process, how does the technology impact that for a more efficiency? Well, it's really what you see is these technologies are now being injected point by point by point in every single part of the process. So I'll give you an example. If you get in a crash, you can start that process immediately. Number one, the insurance company, if the car is telematically enabled, they're going to know that you've been in a crash if they use our technology. You don't even have to call them. They call you. Then all of a sudden you get a text message on your phone. It takes you through a guided experience of what happens. It asks you to take certain pictures of the vehicle, etc. Those vehicles then are with the insurance company. They can build an estimate. They can share that estimate with the shop. The two of them can work together. All this can happen before you even get to the shop. You can then pick the shop that you want to go to on your phone. You can see their ratings and reviews right through uh, CCC CarWise. Pick the one you want. Schedule an appointment just like you you may have done last night using Open Table for dinner. Same, same exact concept, show up at the shop. And all this is doing is making this process 
much more consumer-centric, consumer-driven, more information to the consumer, more real-time insight by the consumer, more confidence in the process, and it's being injected, as I said, point by point by point. You see vast process transformation across the entirety of the experience. And it was familiar with some of the car manufacturer systems like OnStar that would notify the authorities if there was a crash, but it sounds like this system can do just that. It might even save a life. Can save a life. What's interesting is not only can these crashes be detected, Tony, that's one thing, but actually the severity of the crash can be understood in near real time. Okay, so for example, if, if the Delta V, what we call the change in velocity, if it's a very hard crash, it is certainly conceivable for the person looking at that data to send ambulances or other assistance to that scene and actually save a life in more or less real time versus being reactive, have other people get to the scene, realize that it's serious, and then initiate that process. And while some of these scenarios may right now seem far-fetched, I can tell you that when I joined CCC four and a half years ago and I was describing a photo-generated analytic process to do estimating, people told me that was far-fetched. It would never happen. Well, here we are. And I think uh, it's happening today. All this stuff that we're discussing that we'll discuss in the presentation today is quite real. It has already been proven to be technologically feasible and, in fact, has been rolled out in one way or another by different uh, providers. What percentage of the car fleet do you estimate is telematics enabled at this point? So here are the numbers that we're using. Uh, By the end of 2020, between connected cars from OEMs and telematically enabled vehicles through an insurance program, we are looking in the United States at a minimum, and this is a ridiculously conservative number, of 50 million vehicles, meaning very obviously we will be at critical mass for the adoption of these technologies. And at what point do you think the telematics connectivity will be pretty much across the whole vehicle fleet? Or is that something that's like for 2050 or what? I don't know if it's 2050. As you know, it does take 20 or 30 years to turn over a car park. Uh, Now, there are various ways, however, that vehicles can be telematically enabled, even if they're older. So, for example, a lot of insurance companies have telematically enabled vehicles through the mobile phone. It has some deficiencies versus, let's say, a built-in telematically enabled connected car through an OEM or a more advanced program through insurance, but it basically enables any vehicle to become more or less instantly telematically enabled. And yes, we can detect crashes even if it is just a mobile phone telematics capability. Albeit without the detail that would tell you that to send a fire truck as opposed to a helicopter, right? We can do it to that degree, but there are more variables. And let me just give you an idea of some of the complexities that can come around. Where do people put their phones when they get in the car? They usually put them in the cup holder. Well, and that's the problem, isn't it? So if you get in a bad enough accident or you jam those brakes pretty good, what's going to happen to that phone? There's a 50-50 shot that it gets zinged across the car. So right. the question is, when we get readings from a phone in a car... Is it because of an actual event or is it just something that happened that led to the phone? You know, maybe maybe the person in the passenger seat turned around to talk to somebody in the back and elbowed the phone. Well, that might look to us like a suspicious activity. Well, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So there are more variables involved. It is a little trickier, but you can still do it. Is this type of technology pretty much automatically enabled when a vehicle has telematics capability, or are there some steps, say, a consumer would have to take to get the information through? Well, there are steps in terms of the vehicle itself, if it's connected, is, of course, automatically enabled. The consumer doesn't have to do anything. However, it is the consumer's data. 
and the consumer has the right to say what he wants his data used for. So uh, that's really an issue that the OEM deals with with the consumer when the car is purchased, which is the program. These programs are explained what kinds of capabilities you have, what the data is used for, for example, and then the consumer signs off on it. In this particular scenario, it's a safety use case. Most consumers are very, very excited to be signed up for a safety program. Mm -hmm. As you know, consumers are a little more suspicious in other areas about how their data is used. So, so there's a little bit of a back and forth. But generally speaking, there's not much resistance to safety. And I guess the advent of the telematics is, is here. It's been here for a number of years. How do you see this type of technological advancement, say, down the road, 5, 10, 15 years down the road, affecting the collision repair process itself? Are we pretty much seeing what it's going to be like, or is there still more to come? You know, actually, I, I was just talking to someone about it. In my opinion, Tony, we're in third inning. Mm -hmm. We are at that point where, you know, in any kind of transition curve, there's the flat part of the curve when you start, and everybody's doing Me Too, and they're experimenting, and they're learning, and then things accelerate, and it starts going vertical on you. We are beginning to get to the point where it's starting to go vertical. So I would say we're in about the, the third inning. But think about you know, the future of where networks are going. So there's more expansive 5G networking on the horizon. That kind of networking apparatus and infrastructure can lead to a lot more data being transmitted over real time, over a network. What can that data be used for? Well, think about putting that data together. You have photos, you have real time data, you have sensors on every part of the car. You will know so much more when a car finally shows up at a repair shop. You can basically bet that at some time down the line, the repair people almost don't even need the car in order to order all the parts, etc. They know everything they need to know. There's just more and more knowledge that the data will be able to provide in near real time that I think you can get a great acceleration of that process, which could lead to just a superb consumer experience. Wow. And actually, it sounds like you could also leverage that data to have a better repair plan in advance, order parts, that sort of thing. Absolutely. And that's the idea. It's just that these, all these things, you know, when I was at IBM, I was a VP of big data analytics, and we always use that term big data. All these things are just data sources. The more you put them together, the more insights you get and the faster and more reliable you can make those insights. And the repair plan is the perfect example, right? The photos right now that we're using in this transition, they provide a lot of data, but it's more the exterior of the vehicle. Well, think about all the way that these vehicles are being instrumented inside them with all the sensors and, and the ability, for example, with DTC codes to read what's going on in the vehicle. All that information is going to become part of the repair process and the repair plan itself. Well, it sounds like we're in for a very technological future. It's, it's really kind of exciting. And I think, you know, as long as it's all oriented to making the consumer win, how do all these, these industries transition? They focus on the consumer. And if he wins, everybody up the chain wins. Well, amen to that. Well, Jason, thank you very much for the time. Uh, this has been fascinating. I'll look forward to hearing your presentation. Thank you, Tony. And ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking to Jason Verlin, Senior Vice President of Product Management at CCC Information Systems. Thanks again, Jason. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala and thanks for listening.